Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 18th. Time is 8.05 p.m. Don't you just love that intro music? Doesn't it just get you fired up? Man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Doomsday Podcast. Once again, the email, itsdoomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. The new ReadyWise code, D-O-O-M-T-E-N, that's Doom10. Go to readywise.com. And get yourself some survival food. So I don't know if I ever told you guys out there. I know some of you know from social media. But a lot of you don't know. We actually have a studio where we record this show. It's in an office building. In the middle of nowhere. There's an actual studio. We got a radio style window where we can kick the blinds open. And people could watch us record. Like it's. It feels like radio almost. But it's not. It's not. It's still just a shitty podcast. Sorry to break it to you guys. <laughs> Still trying to break it to myself. But I bring this up to bring up that I'm here in the studio alone at night. And I was so fired up on my way here. Because every time I come down to the studio at night, there's nobody else in the entire building. It is literally just Jester and his Glock 17. There is nobody else here. But there's always like little surprises when I get here, like there's a new piece of decoration or somebody has slipped my mail under the studio door because I can get mail here. I typically don't get mail here, but I can get mail here. And it's nice kind of just kicking open that door and seeing a little advertisement and kind of seeing what's going on out there. What are people trying to sell me this week? And ladies and gentlemen, that's today's topic. What are they trying to sell you this week? So, all my old G's, my OG's of It's Doomsday Podcast, if you've been here from the very beginning, you know that we make a lot of predictions on this show. And you know that a lot of those predictions turn out to be right. Believe it or not, we've called so much stuff correctly and accurately, except for speaking, I apparently can't do that tonight, but we've called a lot of this stuff. Now... Did the sky fall? Did acid rain start coming down? No, it hasn't yet. It hasn't yet. But does anybody else feel like we're skating on thin ice at the moment? Does anybody else feel that way? It's got me feeling that way. So things we brought up years ago. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com are now coming to fruition now. One of the main ones being is this whole immigration issue that's going on, which has always been a problem. 
This just gets highlighted and, and gets worse closer to election season. And guess what? It's an election year, so these things are going to get worse. Um, I just saw, I was having dinner with my family tonight. I got home from work and I went home, ate dinner. I got a shower. I ran to the store. I read a news article about a 10 year old child that was killed in Texas by an illegal immigrant, a repeated illegal immigrant. Like he's been here before, I guess, and has been deported when it said repeat illegal. That's what I'm assuming. I didn't get into the full article because I immediately started talking to my wife about it. And she said something very, very true. She says, the only reason you're seeing that in the national media is because it's surrounded around the illegals. And I was like, you're right. It is. And she says, I wish they would shed more light on crimes that happening, you know, to children just without it being a big deal or without what's being popular in the media. And I wish that they would too. But I know I'm going to hear all about this this week on the radio. I'm going to see all about this on social media about, you know, this is why we need to stop this. They don't talk about people being displaced from their jobs. They don't talk about any of these other things. And this isn't really a topic for its Doomsday podcast. This is a topic for the new show that's coming out. And if you guys didn't know that, we have a new show coming out. All right. It's totally severed from its Doomsday podcast. The show's coming out in April. I don't want to give away too many details about it yet. Some of you that are very close to me on social media and what have you already know about this new show because we've been talking about it. When I do my lives, we've been talking about it. Some of you already know that this show is coming. Other ones don't. And it's it's been really busy, busy, busy between I work a full-time job, I work a part-time job. I got its Doomsday Podcast. I got the Beans and Weenies Doom Show. And then I have the new show that's coming out, along with the work of planning prep stock and being in communication with people, you know, around prep stock and selling tickets and doing all this stuff. Again, if you guys want prep stock tickets, go to prepstock.net, get your tickets, come out, meet me, meet local prepper, BP Man J, meet Rusty Shackelford, meet Minnie Haven Homestead, and everybody else that's in the Doomer fam, come out and do some prepper shit with us. All right. So. The shit that they're feeding us right now in the media is a bunch of horse shit, all right? They are basically throwing gas on little tiny fires and making them into this blaze, all right? I've been seeing rumblings of things lately, and this is going to be our prepper topic for tonight. Guys, if they're starting to throw some things out there in the media like potential EMP, potential nuclear war, potential this, potential that... That doesn't necessarily mean these things are going to happen and that you need to be ready for it, okay? A couple years ago, when all the shit popped off with Russia, all right, basically what happened was Putin gave the order to ready the nukes. This was out in in news media headlines. He was taking a preemptive strike to say, you fuck with us, we're going to fuck with you back, all right? Which is what a powerful leader should do. I'm not saying... I'm not saying I'm for Putin. I'm just saying that's what a leader would do. I seen the price of IOSAT skyrocket from being like 34 bucks for a 10-pack to being like $1,400 for a 10-pack. Literally overnight that went up because people knew that they could sell it. Because who wouldn't spend $1,400 on IOSAT to protect their family in the event of nuclear fallout? So... 
with that, I say this. When you guys are seeing this whole, oh, there could be a potential EMP, it's being talked about more now, it's something that could actually happen, don't get your bowels in an uproar, all right? You can make a Faraday cage at home on the cheap. There's a hundred YouTube videos out there on how to do it. A lot of people do this with a trash can line with cardboard. Some people have the belief, I'll put the important electronics in an old microwave. There's a bunch of different people that have different beliefs of this, but what I do is I have Faraday bags. For stuff I know I'll need, the solar generators, the, the two-way radios, the ham radios, stuff that I know I will need goes into a Faraday bag. And it stays in that Faraday bag. Every once in a while, I'll pull it out, I'll charge it, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, I might use it, test it out. Then back into the Faraday bags it goes. Okay? Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. You guys got to understand something. These people that are out, there are people that kill me with the EMP shit. Because nobody knows what's actually going to happen. All they could do is speculate because we haven't experienced one of these before on U.S. soil. They've been tested extensively, and they have a roundabout idea of what's going to go down. If you caught the interview we did with Chris Weatherman, uh, Angry American, he he wrote the books, the Going Home series. If if you caught that show, him and I got into a little bit of a discussion about the EMP. And it's not going to be this silent ordeal. You're going to hear popping and crackling and breakers popping and capacitors popping and exploding. There's going to be so much going on. It's not just going to be this wake up one day and your phone don't work and it's totally silent and everything's fine. No, it's going to be utter crazy chaos starting when that thing cracks and transformers start blowing up. So you're going to know about this. And the reason why I say this is because I see a lot of people going out and they spend a lot of money on a lot of shit for the EMPs, right? And this episode isn't designed to be focused around EMPs. It's designed to focus around not being a dumbass, okay? Now, people go out and they spend ridiculous amounts of money to EM-proof their vehicle. But let me ask you this. Where are you going? Where are you going to go? You're not going to go to the grocery store. How are you going to pay for things there? You think they're going to take cash? You think think you're going to have a capable human being in today's day and age being able to math out your total and correctly give you change? I don't think so. Are you going to drive to your bug out location when they got highways shut the fuck down? No. When the EMP hits and people start crashing into each other at stoplights, you think roads are going to be open? Do you know how busy emergency services is going to be? They're going to have to shut down roadways just so they can keep up. Because 
it's not going to be a situation of every individual out there making a 911 call because they're not going to have the phones to do it. It's going to be something bad happening and people rushing themselves to the emergency room and creating more chaos and danger and running their cars into each other. I I don't preach the bug out situation because it's an unrealistic one. Stay the fuck home. You don't leave unless the danger comes to your door. Capiche? Okay, good. Moving on. So the nuke thing has been something I've been hearing talked about more, um, that we could be getting into an all-out nuclear warfare. And I've heard social media people talking about this. I've heard a little bit about this in mainstream media. There's little rumblings of it here and there. And I've, I've watched more and more people get a little bit more cautious of this wanting to know how to prepare for it, but not only wanting to know how to prepare for it, wanting to know the legitimacy of this. And I honestly, there, there's no way to, to measure this. I, I personally think once one nuke drops, it might be kind of catastrophic to where you're having multiple nukes drop. This country launches one at this one, this one launches one back, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the all inclusive Russian dead hand. If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. Uh, Russia's government will neither confirm nor deny the Russian dead hand, but what it is, is a dead man switch. Um, I don't know the full inner workings of it or if it actually exists, but the theory goes, Russia has signals continuously sent to all their missile silos, letting the missiles know, hey, we're safe, we're fine, nothing bad has happened yet. Okay, the missiles are like, all right, we'll chill, we're good. But when that signal stops coming, like say if we drop a nuke on Russia, and those silos quit getting a signal, like we wipe Russia out, and those nukes say, hey, there's nobody telling us not to launch, they're going to launch. And apparently they have predetermined targets. Now, there's a lot of people out there that are going and buying a magnitude of things for the, the idea of a nuclear war, nuclear winter, this, that, the other. Guys, a nuke is a very interesting thing to survive, and it's very interesting to damage. Everything about this is scary. Let me start with that. But, it's, but the nukes aren't the end-all, be-all. Okay, Fallout does not last as long as people think it does because it's somewhere along the lines humanity got meltdowns confused with explosions. A nuclear meltdown like Chernobyl is ongoing. It's continuously emitting radiation. All right. There's a big uh, concrete sarcophagus that they placed over the Chernobyl meltdown, over that reactor, so that they can kind of contain that radiation, that radioactive fallout, or not fallout, but the, the continuous emissions of radiation. Now, if we have a regular nuke go off, fallout is exactly what it sounds like. The radioactive material and the dust and everything goes up, it lingers in the air, and then it falls out. It falls to the ground. It falls out, right? Nuclear fallout, okay? Now, experts say, and I agree with this, this is going to be an issue for at least two weeks after the fact. At least two weeks. You need a good rain to wash the shit away, to wash it downstream, to wash it off the fruits and vegetables, that you might be growing, all, all these things are a factor. 
As far as air contamination goes, stay inside. Just if they're like there were forest fires in your area, you put wet towels under your doors. Make sure your windows are sealed up. Duct tape, contractor bags, seal things up. Try to allow as little outside air to get in as possible because for the first two weeks after that nuke drops, it's going to be very contaminated, right? Also, having a good water filter to filter out radioactive material. They got them on ReadyWise's website. There other, there's other websites out there that sell these filters. You're going to need water regardless. The fact of the matter of what you do health-wise for this, Ioset. That's it. That's about all you can do. There's also the 2-2 rule. If you don't have any reactions after two hours of exposure, you might be okay. If you make it two weeks, you're good to go. The 2-2 rule, remember that. Two hours, two weeks. You could start showing signs within two hours, and if you make it two weeks from exposure, you're good. You're going to be fine. All right? There's also some weird, and I, I have never sat down to do the research on this or figure it out, but there's a lot of people that claim that eating the miso soup, that the soy, eating the soy helps draw out or block the radiation. I can't remember which one it is, draw it out or block it. So do some research into that. Look that up because you can buy shelf-stable soy. I bet you didn't know that. So the reason why I'm telling you this also, like the EMP, don't waste your money on going out and buying a bug-out property in the middle of nowhere because you're not going to make it there before a nuke drops. Okay? Don't waste $100,000 and go in and put in this massive underground bunker. Just be prepared for it. You're better off having a shit ton of water stock and having survival food stock than you are putting a bunker in. Because if that nuke strikes, you know, 500 miles away, you're going to see the sky illuminate. You might have to deal with the fallout, but the the blast of it, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay, right? And as one would think, they're not going to hit rural areas they're going to hit populated areas if you're going to waste that much money on ordinance you're going to want the best bang for your buck right no pun intended so if you're already in a rural area you're already far enough outside of a major metropolitan area which is which would be a prime target if you're far enough away from a military base do not worry about the bunker but even still let's say you are and you say you know what jester i really want that bunker i really really want to do it Understand this, you're not going to live out the apocalypse in a bunker. Suicide rates go up extremely quick when being in a confined space, when being in a bunker. The research has been done on this, look it up. Okay? I'm not saying to not do a bunker entirely for other reasons. But if you're going to do one, it needs to be a hardened facility because it's not the idea of surviving the nuke. It's the idea of somebody finding this bunker, and you're in there with your family, and then guess what? You're a sitting duck because there's only one way out. And then you're really screwed because you just survived whatever shit-hits-the-fan scenario it was to be taken out by some fucking marauders over your canned goods. Think about that. Anyway, not saying don't do the bunker. I'm just saying think this shit through. There's a lot of shit coming out in the media that's making a lot of people spend a lot of money for a lot of stupid reasons. Okay? That's just that's just the way it is. If you're prepping for a nuke or multiple nukes or a nuclear holocaust, you better have every long-term plan figured out. Because we're not recouping from that in a week or two. 
We're not recouping from that anytime soon. You think getting caught back up from the pandemic was bad? Holy shit. Could you imagine if a nuke dropped? All right. Now, there's also been a lot of talk in the media lately about potential terrorist attacks. All right. This is something that I uh, could happen at any moment. There's no rhyme or reason. Can just happen. Okay. The best way to prepare for this situation is like you would any other situation. Stock your shit at home. Stay the fuck home. Right? That's it. And these, you know, these last few episodes that I've, I've done, I've been very fired up for. I've been very excited. My, my shows typically aren't like this. I'm typically a lot more laid back and a lot more comical with you guys and just wanting to have a good time while, you know, talking about the end times and whatnot. But it, it has been hitting me more and more lately how dumb people are. And just how unprepared the entire world is. And I go back to what I say in the very beginning of its Doomsday podcast. It's not the event that happens that I'm worried about. It's the fucking people. Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Every day, I walk past a person and I look at them and I'm like, you're not going to make it. You're not ready. You might as well just open your front door or just lay down. Like, I, I don't know what the, you know, there's some people out there that just do not have it together. And you want to know what's crazy is they won't lay down. They will be the ones that want to get up and fight. Now, how long will they be able to fight? Not very long. But when a human being gets hungry and they get scared, they also get motivated. All right. And they will go out and they will look for food and they will do what they need to do. We've all heard the term hangry. When somebody gets so hungry because they haven't ate since breakfast that they get agitated and annoyed and pissed off. Imagine how that person would be if they haven't had food for three days, maybe four, maybe five. Maybe it's been seven days since they had food and they're about to fucking die and they need to eat something to avoid death. What do you think that person's going to be like? This is why I say stay home. Now, the last episode we did, I gave you guys some of my social media, the, the Snapchat at Jester Dooms, the X page at Jester Dooms, the Facebook at Jester Dooms. Everything's at Jester Dooms, right? Um, a few of you did reach out to me and tell me some of your plans that you had that you were in the works of and what's going on. And again, I love talking to the listeners. I love talking to you guys. Um, every time I get a fan email, I get giddy. I get excited and I get happy. It's really cool. Seeing what I'm seeing and communicating with the people I am and being able to reach out with you guys, it's like it's it's this weird pseudo 
family thing. Not pseudo-family like, hey, man, come to my house in the apocalypse, man. We're bros. No, not like that. It's like a pseudo-family like, you reach out to me on Snapchat. I happen to be be available. And you're like, hey, dooms, man. I'm at Bass Pro Shops, and I want to try some of this ReadyWise stuff. And, you know, I'm going to video call you. Is that cool? Can you show me what to buy? Yeah, sure, dude. Or, hey, man, I'm at the gun shop. And I'm like really curious what gun I should buy. What what do you recommend for this one particular doomsday-esque situation? Yeah, dude, call me. We can do that. I don't mind. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I live a when I'm outside of my jobs. I I lead a pretty carefree lifestyle, and I'm pretty available for people to reach out to. It's just when I'm at work, I'm not allowed to have a phone at work. Okay, with with the work I do, I'm not allowed to have a phone. So for so many hours a day, I am just out of contact with the entire world. And it drives me nuts because my job runs so long. Like I, I work 12, so it runs so long that, um, you know, by the time I'm out of work, I'm tired. I want to go home. I want to see my family. And I want to go to bed. And I want to wake up at 4 a.m. and do it all over again. On the days I'm not there and I'm at my other job, I've got my phone all day. And as long as I'm not busy at work, I'll be happy to respond to a message or something, right? So the reason I'm bringing this up is I want to help you guys make the smart decisions. That's what the show is originally intended for, right? I'm not saying I'm going to schedule a time with you to go to the gun shop. But what I'm saying is if you're like, hey, I'm going to the gun shop next week and, you know, I've been thinking, should I get this pistol or should I get this rifle? And this is what I want to use it application-wise for. Let me know. Let me know, and we'll talk about it. It's no problem. Guys, don't lose focus on what you're doing, um, especially for my homesteader preppers out there. Guys, I am a homesteader. I know how overwhelming this shit is. And I find myself in the motivation stages again to do, to do more shit on the property, right? I've been dragging ass the last couple of years because it seems like everything I've, I've done, I've just tried and I failed or something has went wrong or I bit off more than I can chew. So there's a thousand projects halfway done. Anybody that's been to my house knows that. There's a thousand projects that are halfway done. Here's my greenhouse that's that's done but needs repaired. Here's my livestock fencing that a quarter of it's done and three quarters of it still needs finished. But check out all the goats. <laughs> <laughs> right? So there's, um, you know, everything's kind of at that level. Like here's my awesome rainwater collection system. Yeah. I got to pull out a pump to move the water though. Cause I haven't got that far yet. Like, so everything's about halfway done, but I don't want you guys to lose hindsight. I don't want you to say to yourself, Hey, I'm not doing a garden this year because a nuke could drop. Still do your garden. Don't say to yourself, Hey, I'm not going to buy the solar generator yet. Cause there might be an EMP coming. I want to rethink this. Get it, put it in a Faraday bag, put it in a Faraday cage, make a Faraday cage, right? If you're on that line of, well, I was thinking about buying a bug out location, you know, whatever, Jester, you know, okay, are you going to live there? Because if you're going to live there, do it. If you want to move out of, into a less populated area, if you want to move out further to a rural community, do it. But once again, the whole point of this episode today, don't let the media run you. Don't let them do that. Don't let them inflate these stories to scare you into weird motivations. Don't do it. You know what you need to do. 
If you're listening to this show, you know what you need to do. If you listen to the show, you're smarter than, the, than your coworkers. You're smarter than your family because you know something's coming and you want to be prepared for yourself, for your kids. You're taking the extra steps you need to do for ultimate survival of your family. Okay? That's smarter than what everybody else is doing. Don't let anybody tell you different. That's just the way it is. And for these naysayers out there, I got, I got a little bit of uh, ammo for you guys. All right? So everybody I've ever met that says prepping's stupid or it's a waste of time or this or that or whatever, chances are at one point in their life they've paid federal taxes. Your federal taxes go to the federal government. Your state taxes go to different programs. How much tax money do you think you paid in to the armed forces? They're not there to do parades or fly jets over the Super Bowl or whatever. They're there to protect this nation in case shit hits the fan with another country. What do you think FEMA's for? Think they're just hanging out? No, they're there for the event of a disaster. And this is all paid for by the American taxpayers. So the next time one of these dickheads is like, prepping's useless, look at them and be like, why do you pay taxes? Why, why do you do that? Well, because I have to. So you don't think we should have a military? You think we should get rid of FEMA? I mean, I'm not a big FEMA fan, obviously, but you get what I'm saying, right? They're paying for this shit now. You don't pay for car insurance just to be legal. You do it so you don't get sued if you get into an accident or so your car gets covered and they, you, know, you can get a new car. Or so if you need hospitalization or somebody gets seriously injured, you're not stuck with that bill. That in itself is a prep. This is what human beings do. Some people see the writing on the wall. Some don't. We're the ones that do. You should be proud of yourself. You should give yourself a pat on the back and say to yourself, you know what? I'm actually with it. I'm actually awake while everybody else is still asleep. And it's funny. It's really funny. Because I see more and more people getting on board with the homesteading and the prepping and the foraging and the natural medicines and apothecary and all these things that nobody was into 10 years ago. They're all doing now. wonder why that is. Because everybody's starting to see the writing on the wall. <laughs> and if they don't, and if they, tilt, they still call you stupid, ask them. Where they go to buy toilet paper by the square and not the roll. Because they prep for more than one shit. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.